Welcome in to the Siouxland Sports Insider High School Podcast. Uh, joining me once again, uh, Mitch McCumber. Mitch, how you been doing, my man? I've been doing good. We got our first full week of high school basketball in, both boys and girls. Uh, it's been, you know, I thought I'd miss football a lot more than I have, but we've had some really good basketball going on in the Siouxland area. Yeah, there's been some good games played, and there's a lot of talent here throughout the area. And we'll go ahead and start with the girls here. Um, first team to mention here is Westwood, off to a 6-1 and one start. Uh, currently in the most recent rankings, check in at number 14. And uh, they've got a sophomore that uh, is pretty impressive. Yeah, putting up some video game-like numbers, and that's Addie Johnson. Uh, seven games, shooting about 56% from the floor. Um, 74 rebounds, 19 steals, 15 blocks, and 143 points. I mean, that you're, you're literally playing a video game and doing some my career <laughs> stats. Uh, and, and, you know, she's, she's six foot. She's not overly tall, um, mm-hmm. you know, but, but a great athlete. And, you know, the, obviously Westwood – you know, their record's shown because of it. But they don't have just a sophomore. They have some other uh, girls on the team. They had a junior in uh, Jaden Ferris, um, Ashlyn Davis, a freshman. Um, they're two, they have two big seniors, um, Katie and I don't even want to um, – Graf, uh, and then uh, Josie McCluskey, um, both seniors, that puts uh, a finishing bow on this team. But this team's, uh, you know, very – sound throughout uh you know their starting five average right or have throughout the year right around 20 to 30 rebounds Mm -hmm. um you know obviously excluding Addie having her 74 right um but and then you know they get their hands on the ball with some steals you know and then they they shoot the ball well throughout you know that I think the lowest shooting percentage from the field I see is right around 33%. So even, even one out of three for the night and you're still getting a basket to go in. So a really good, you know, I I wasn't looking at the one, a field super highly, you know, to start the year. Uh, But they're definitely going to be a team that you're going to watch as the year goes on, especially to see uh, the kind of numbers that, uh, that Addy's able to put up. Yeah. January will be a, a telling month for that team as the season moves forward. Um, next team up we wanted to check in on is uh, Dakota Valley girls, uh, the Panther girls, uh, Riley Rosenquist, a uh, great player, and um, she has a cast of thousands with her too. So um, playing very good over there. Um, what's your thoughts on Dakota Valley's 3-0 start so far? Yeah, they, they dodged a little bit of a bullet with the cancellation of the game on Friday, uh, not having to play T, who's uh, arguably one of the better teams in South Dakota. Um, but you know, Dakota Valley girls are right there too with, with putting their name uh, on the top five, I believe still. And you, you, you definitely hit uh, on the head with, uh, the leadership, uh, of Rosenquist, but she has a cast of seniors that is playing well with them too, to get them off to this three and zero start, uh, Grace Bass, Carlson. And then you have the two, um, stud sophomores and Tuttle and Tritz. I mean, this we knew this team was going to be good. Yeah. Uh, we knew, you know, Riley with making her uh, decision to, uh, to commit and, and, and everything kind of put that behind her and just focus on her senior year. Right. Um, you know, she's averaging around 21 points a game, uh, 10 rebounds, four assists, three steals. I mean, there's not much more that you want from your senior leader. 
and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good season for them to watch. I know they're gonna make up that T game, and I'm gonna be like their their season's not gonna be tested by that game, mm-hmm. um, but it's gonna be a big measuring stick on how far this team can go if they're able to reschedule that game against T. Yeah, that's uh, one I'm looking forward to as well. And then uh, we'll check on uh, the Sergeant Bluff girls uh, off to a five and zero fast start, um, number six in the current most current three A rankings and. You know, kind of a – they got a group of seniors, a nice little mix there, um, senior, junior class, and uh, they're off and running at 5-0. and Yeah, they have two sophomores total on their uh, their varsity roster, and they don't get very much playing time. Uh, and the reason being is because that, that senior class is insane. Um, and then you're you're really led by a, a junior scorer in Peyton Hardy, um, coach's kid, uh, and – Gets, I mean, 90 points to this uh, early season. You know, Warriors starting off 5-0. and This conference, the, the MRAC that the, the girls, we talked about it last week, it's going to be probably the best conference for girls basketball in the state of Iowa. I mean, there's going to be that, that, you, that nucleus of the Des Moines schools that have some really good talent. But, I mean, you talk about Sergeant Bluff, Healing, East – uh, you know, North has put a pretty good school uh, together. You you go out of conference but still play against Dakota yeah, exactly. Valley. Yeah, kind of iron sharpens iron. It's going to be uh, this season for for girls teams. They're gonna they're gonna take some losses. I don't think there's going to be a team that goes out perfect out of this conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're gonna have a lot of different teams fighting for uh, post playoff implications. But uh, you know, Emma Salker, uh, Maddie Hankel, Caitlin Sale. Uh, and then Lull uh, and Addie Brown. All, I mean, you, you have a group of seniors, and you have the, the juniors behind them and Hardy and Trover and Loswald. You know, the, this, this team's learned a lot last year, and they didn't lose a, a whole lot in their uh, production. And they're, they're right back in it. You know, they haven't really been tested in a game yet. I, I like to see their game against Healing coming up, their game against East coming up. Right. It's going to be hard to win on the road mm-hmm. um, with, with this awesome conference you play one and one. So you would like to split all those games and then kind of let the chips fall where they may. But uh, some really good basketball being played by the girls at Sergeant Bluff. Yeah, exactly. And uh, nice segue to our next team here is Bishop Healing Girls. Uh, Coach Darren Coolstra, after a year off, has come back. And they are currently 6-0. and And, I mean, they're doing it um, from a lot of different spots on the floor. And they're getting contributions um, throughout their lineup here. Um, now ranked number two in the state, most recent rankings. Uh, sophomore, Brooklyn Stanley, excuse me, 13.2 points a game. She's 7 for 11 from three-point range and uh, been a marksman there uh, behind the arc. Then junior, Kenley Meese, um, 12.8 points per game, uh, 23 total boards and 16 steals. Uh, junior, Lauren Peck, 11.8 points per game. Uh, 75% free throw shooter, uh, junior um, Jada Newberg, 6.4 points per game, sophomore Maddie Demke, 6.6 points per game and 18 steals. And you have a stat on uh, the steals here so far, Mitch. Yeah, uh, through six games, uh, Bishop Heelan has 101 steals on the yeah. year. Uh, that's that's really really impressive. That's, I think it's right around sixteen. We calculate around yeah, sixteen steals 16 a, game. On the average a and, game. And and some of those stats actually that you mentioned, Marty, have gotten even better because of that. Right. They probably don't have that West game on there where they yep. won sixty nine thirty nine. 
And this team is all about ball pressure, and we yep. they they've they showed it early, mm-hmm. and that's just the the kind of style that they play. They have this, uh, they have the same amount of they like they turn the ball over themselves um, a little bit, but they they like to press and attack yeah. and get quicker scoring chances, and then they're able to and they like you said they they put their foot on the throat to start, and they don't take it off until yeah. that final whistle blows, like. This team presses um, off of a made basket, and, and, you know, when you go to the college level, it's a little easier to adapt to because you've mm-hmm. seen it before. You have more years playing under your belt. But in the high school game, it, it, the game comes at you a lot faster when right. the team starts to press, and you're getting, you know, all of a sudden their hot shooter into a bit of a funk. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, even some of the, the inexperienced uh, – you know, guards aren't able to get it to their their big scores, and then the the game just flips on its head. And if you get some good productive shooting out of this team, yeah. you know, sky's the limit. Already ranked at you know in the top five, so yeah. you know it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I just like the the way that they apply pressure yeah. in the beginning of the game and and press you the entire time. It's really hard for you to get an offense going. It's it's something that you don't see a lot of in, in basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they worked on it in the offseason. They're got a plan, and they're going to stick to it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I've known Coach Coolster quite a while, and um, this has always been his M.O. He's going to turn the heat up. He's going to find out who can handle the ball and who can't, and he's going to exploit your weaknesses. So um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention um, his assistant coach, Jeff Donaldson, who is, you know, uh, they're kind of Batman and Robin when it comes to coaching staff. They're very good at what they do, and uh, the girls uh, definitely, you know, they they lock in on their assignments. And they're just they're a fun team to watch. They're a really good team to watch, and I just foresee them getting better here as the season moves forward. Um, let's go ahead and flip over to the boys. Um, we want to hit on uh, Dakota Valley boys. Uh, South Dakota gets a little bit later tip start to the season. They're currently 1-0. and um, They've got some nice players on their team that we, we had a chance to meet at the Metro Sports TV media outing, Mitch. Yeah, and, you know, they're, they're a junior-led heavy team. Uh, they have some, some seniors that are going to be some key contributors, but, you know, the, the main ones we're going to talk about is going to be the junior-led Isaac Bruns. Um, his brother, uh, we talked about earlier, playing extremely well um, at North Dakota. And, you know, he, he had his first game, uh, and they, they, I think they won 60-14. to 14. It was a really uh, an ugly game on the, the, the defense, for the defensive side of the ball. They were just to be uh, – they were grabbing rebounds, you know, forcing uh, missed shots. But, uh, you know, Isaac had 16 points, nine rebounds, uh, and an assist. And then Rosenquist – um, you know, was doing it on the the gridiron on Fridays and mm-hmm. had ten points, eight assists. Took more of the the point guard role and w- was a facilitator. But uh, you know, they they ended up the game with forty rebounds. You know, and and if you have a team that's gonna, you know, not just put an emphasis on one player to do all the rebounding there. You see, you look down the stats. You have nine, four, six, four, yeah. eight, four rebounds and, and now all of a sudden you got different guys running out in transition and you don't give your opponent second chance points you did the game turns for you and if you can get a good shooting production out of this Dakota Valley boys team which I feel like for the most part other year you will um it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty uh pretty fun to watch I, you know I, I last year I think we were blessed with watching both Bruns play 
Yeah. And, you know, you were able to watch Chase Montang exactly. run the point. This year, you know, both the two seniors that were guiding this team last year left, but this team doesn't fall off in experience. You know, these team, these kids are ready to play. Um, they, too, didn't play that Friday game against T, which I think is a big stepping stone for them if they're able to to see where they, they go this season. But when uh, the guys and the girls – um, aspect for Dakota Valley really sky's the limit you know you're going to be looked on a lot around this area um, probably the best team that there is up until you get to the uh, the Sioux Falls area uh, some really good basketball being played up there too but it's going to be it's going to be a test if this team wants to you know take that bad loss they had at the end of the year out of their mouth from last year they're going to have to play play their conference uh, and their opponents that they play around here tough because they're going to see some good competition this year and right. they're just going to have to handle their uh, their games on the road because it's not going to get easier once you leave um, out of M- the McCook Lake area when you go on the road the teams know who you are and they're going to they're going to give you everything they got yeah exactly good points um, next team I wanted to run run down was uh, Western Christian uh, three and one overall currently and number three in class 2a um, Boyden Hull, uh, four and one, uh, no stranger to success on the football field or the basketball court. Um, they're currently ranked number seven in the most recent rankings. Central Lion, uh, four and oh, at number eight, right behind Boyden Hall. And uh, then uh, we get to some uh, pretty familiar ta- teams here locally. Uh, Class 4A, um, number one, all, all the way up at the top is Council Bluffs AL. Um, five and zero, oh, Josh Dix, um, and uh, you know why don't you speak to Council Bluffs AL here before we hit on East? Yeah, and and we'll go. I'll even hit farther back on Western Christian, top ranked team okay. out of basketball before. Shout out to Esterville, Esterville Lincoln Central put uh, put a, a shocking loss uh, in the in the column for Western Christian. They played a really good game, won by. Eight points. So, uh, you know, don't count out those mm-hmm. the Lincoln Central Midgets. They're, they're playing some good ball. Um, but, I mean, you talk about the the links and Council Bluffs, and, you know, a lot of attention is drawn to Josh Dix, and, and rightfully so. I, Iowa commit, um, pretty lengthy. Uh, you know, gets in a couple shooting slumps, but if he figures out the three-point ball, one of the harder matchups in the state of Iowa mm-hmm. that you're going to see. Uh, you know, super athletic. Um, and then, you know, just his feel for the game and how he's able to, to post up and then also, you know, spread the floor. It's a different dynamic than you see a lot of. Um, it's a, some, some Larry Bird-esque type, type basketball. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to date anyone and give him an old man's game. Um, but, you know, he, he starts to work a little bit more in that three-point percentage. Right now, I believe he's shooting right about 20%. Um, a lot of the, the threes are off of uh, just different screens and kind of chucking stuff up, trying to get, you know, throw some numbers up and pump up his stats, I'm sure. Right. Um, but he does everything well. 11 blocks, uh, he had 22 assists, 12 <clears throat> steals, 37 rebounds. Like, he's going to be a stat sheet shuffer, stuffer every single time he touches the court. But he has uh, some other guys on this team that we don't talk about a ton and uh, Jameson Gruber is a really good senior that uh, plays complimentary ball He's to Josh Dix too. Yeah. It's uh, this this team's going to be um, battle tested. They have to play, uh, I believe, a Miller North team that's going to be a super raucous environment. They have to play East at home or on the road. Mm-hmm. They just uh, went and played Sergeant Bluff, handled them pretty well. 
But uh, you're, you're going to play some tougher teams, especially around that area, and because you're going to want to better yourself because there's a chance. I think ranked right now in the top in 4A. Right. If you want to sustain that excellence, you got to play some teams that, you know, maybe you have to travel a little bit farther on the road. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have to play in some weekend games. Yeah. Um, that's going to that's gonna battle test you because, honestly, to help them out, if, if Josh Dix and company want to win a state title, which I'm sure is the, the, the main goal for them, mm-hmm. every single week you're not going to drive up and play a Lamar's. You're not going to yeah. drive up and play a Sergeant Bluff because it's not going to do anything for your team. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have to – Come up and when you play East, give them everything you got and then some. That game's coming up, I believe, on the 11th of the new year. Correct. Great 11th game at, January at, at East. East. Yep. Going to be a game I'm sure Metro Sports is going to have. It. You're going to want to watch that game. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have to to get more out of the team than just him. So uh, that's why I like to look towards Jamison Gruber, um, Jackson Jones, Jake Duffy. Mm-hmm. Um, this team has a ton of seniors on it, and I know that, when, especially in basketball, it's not – Josh Dix wins the state title. It's Council Bluffs, Abe Lincoln. Lynx yeah, win the state title. Exactly, yeah. So you got to get a good effort out of the entire team. Um, mm-hmm. This team's really well balanced. Um, you know, guys know their roles. Um, they, they attack the glass really well. That's a thing I like a, a lot about this team. You know, they've only played in five games. Four, I think four games are what's statted on the stat sheet right now. Yeah. And even in four games, they have 129 rebounds. So you got guys all the way through that are attacking the Crashing glass, the boards, yeah. and, and and it gives you second chance points second to where chance. if so let's say Josh isn't having a great shooting yeah. night, you're shooting maybe one of five, one of six from three point range, get some putbacks, get yep. some putbacks. You know, you yep. let some other kids eat down low. If, if you mm-hmm. take so much attention, I think that's the part why a lot of these teams are so successful. You put so much attention on one player. Yeah. If you have even a kid that's average and I'm not mm-hmm. going to call any kid average on this this team I think council boss is a really good team mm-hmm. but even if you have an average kid it's not going to be hard to put in yeah. seven or eight bunnies and all of a sudden you've grown your lead to 12 15 points yep. so a team like this I mean sky's the limit if they if they can get good production out of uh, other guys besides Josh Dix I would not be surprised one bit if this team's cutting down the nets at the end of the year yeah those are good observations there and that brings us to Sioux City East who's currently six and oh and in the most recent rankings uh, at number six. And Sioux City East, I, after the first game, I saw the opening game, and there were such few turnovers, and they just the ball moved well. And yeah, they handled Spencer really well. They that handled game. Spencer well, and I know that they, they were down a guard, but, I mean, they've continued to play well. Looks like they got out in front of North the other night and then North chased them down a little bit. So, um, you know, it's good to be tested. And, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer, more so in football, I believe this, but I think in basketball, you hardly ever get the same team the next time you go out and hit the floor. You know, something's different. Different teams have different game plans. But uh, one thing that we did notice when we were doing some research here is uh, Council Bluffs AL, um, they're going to take a trip over to Millard North, who's currently undefeated. And then uh, <laughs> Sioux City East, uh, Coach Raz Vandaloo had made a point about, you know, hey, we're gonna, we got a team we're playing uh, up at the Pentagon in Sioux Falls. And uh, we just got done watching some video of those fellas, and they're pretty good. Uh, good. I don't know about pretty good. Uh, yeah. he's, he's talking about the Kenwood boys basketball out of that Chicago. That would be them. 
Yeah. Um, th- that's an AAU team, Marty. Yeah. And uh, yeah. if if East can look even close to good against mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. this team, um, and I'm not knocking any competition out of you know Central Iowa or around the you know the the Falls area or anything like that, but this is going to be the best team East sees all year. Yeah. And it's really going to, you know, it's going to be an early test for mm-hmm. Raz and his team. You know, tomorrow uh, being Friday the 17th, they go play Sergeant Bluff. Honestly, if they play a game plan that they should play, that game will not be close. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, you, you have a battle test. You play at the Pentagon. It's a neutral site, um, obviously closer to East fans than it is for um, the, the boys out of Chicago. But, I mean, it's going to be a, a different environment. We, there's guys on this team that I think Raz had talked to, to you and I that there are two potential D1 starters two, on that team. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, around here you get maybe one D1 starter yeah. in a Josh Dix or one D1 starter. Yeah. Um, and when it, you go, it, They don't have ghosts coming off the bench either. No, I mean, it, yeah. this team was – I think they were all around the 6'2 the, the or taller, yeah. um, and they could all handle the ball really well. I mean, it was literally watching an AAU circuit team, and they, they have it for a high school team. It was uh, – it's going to be a battle test. If they can keep this game close, it's going to be a huge boost to confidence. I know a loss is never a huge and, uh, boost to confidence, but and, if they can keep it great close. And teaching tape, too. 100%, I mean, yeah. yeah. And, and exactly. you know, it's going to be something that Raz looks at um, after the game and be like, okay, so – when they, when they pressed or when they uh, when they ran a zone, this mm-hmm. is the, these are the key points that we get, and that's why it's so key. And, and he talked about it too. He could do a, a small tournament in town where you play like Scott Catholic that comes up that right. you know every once in a while is decent, or you play a team that from out of town that you normally don't see, or you can go up to the Pentagon um, and play against a team that you will never see unless you're from like the Davenport yeah. or something area. Yeah, exactly. um, I like it when teams. Yeah, you know, get out of Dodge and go play somebody different. And, yeah, I, you know, I know, I know the state of Iowa has some restrictions and things like that, but you know, I know Raz, he works hard to get these games set up, and uh, he's he's looking forward to taking his team up to Sioux Falls here Saturday. Well, that's that's always the reason too. Is I mean, you might even look at it in the beginning of the year if you look at the record, and let's just say they they win tomorrow at Sergeant Bluff, and they go and they they lose a, a tough game on Saturday and you're like, oh, East lost their first game of the year. You know, this this team isn't where we thought they were going to be. You know, that, that's the little lessons that they learn. You know, the I mean, it's a junior and senior-led team. They have learned lessons through their entire time playing sports. Um, and, and, and they're only going to get better. I mean, be ready to start the year. I, I could have put him in my yeah. – possible uh you know player of the of the year in the conference but then all of a sudden you go and look now and Preston Dobbs a junior is stepping up Cole Cole, Cole Ritchie, Ritchie had a, a yeah. good start of the season mm-hmm. Brant Van Dyke who we I wouldn't say threw under the bus but kind of threw under the bus had a, a coming out party in uh the game against North uh, starting yeah. to assert dominance on the glass this team good. is just going to mature and get better as the season yeah. goes on to where this early loss, if they were to lose on Saturday, mm-hmm. means literally nothing. It's just yeah. a stepping stone and a measuring stick on where Raz wants to be. Because honestly, you know, these are these are high school kids, and if they're going out and playing the same competition over and over again, like, hey, the, you kind of get the mentality of, hey, we're the team to beat. Yeah. You know, throw a little adversity at them. Humble these guys a little yeah, bit. Exactly. And then, you know, the end of the year, you know, Raz is going to want to be down in, in, in Des Moines. And I think that this team is setting up to have a really good chance to be down there. Yeah, exactly. And 
Uh, one other kid that I wanted to mention for East is junior Kellen Jacobson. Kind of does a lot of the dirty work. Um, he's already over 20 defensive rebounds uh, here in their 6-0 and start. So um, that's a wrap for our high school podcast. Uh, we're going to have more information updated. And then obviously we have the holiday break and then they start again. So uh, we're going to keep our eye on all these teams here and uh, continue to update you folks and speak to some coaches too. We'll be bringing some coaches into play here on the, on the podcast as well. So uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, podcast presented by Bob Rose Point After, North End Zone and West Side Pizza. For Mitch McCumber, I'm Marty Millard. Thanks, and we'll talk to you again next week.